Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today is one of my favorite episodes of the month when I get together with my authority gang. And you know what? Today we're missing one. We're missing our crystal. (laughs) And uh, New York got slammed with a storm and she is now out of power and she couldn't make it on the call today. So first of all, just before we get into it, I just want to introduce the other two members, Carol Boston and Samantha King, both amazing, amazing women who are strong entrepreneurs, but heartfelt, and that makes a difference. And that was one of the reasons why I was so, felt so connected to these women, and Crystal too because they are genuine and authentic people. They're real people living real lives and yet building successful businesses at the same time. And just before we came on, we were talking about the fact that, you know, with the power of your network, when you've built that really, really strong network, you know, and things happen like this morning, Crystal's like, she can't come on. You know what our first response is? Stay safe and stay warm, dear. We love you. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, your network is is about building business. But I think the key thing is, is about building those relationships. So, Carol and Samantha, I'm going to let you chime in with your thoughts and then I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Okay. One of the things I love about that is, you know, I had said the same thing to Crystal in a text earlier today. Stay safe, stay warm. And I helped her reframe this as it's an opportunity to rest because we have to fill our cup first. Right. And give to others from our overflow. Mm-hmm. And when you've got the network just like this gang we have right here, we have the overflow for others in our group when for whatever reason they faced a challenge or, or they ran out. Does that make sense? And so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here for and cover for Crystal. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, and I think that, you know, you want to surround yourself with people who aren't going to make you feel bad, who are going to say to you, hey, no, I got, I've got this. I can do this. I know for me back in 2017, you know, we were putting on our first, uh, our first big event and, uh, I was facing overwhelm, uh, overextended, just, you know, my, my anxiety was in like full, full gear and, um, I couldn't make it to the, the event the day of, and I was grateful that I had a team that was like, no, no, take care of you. We'll take care of it. If you can come later today, great. If you can't, don't worry about it. Just take, take care of you make yourself that number one priority. And I think that this year of all years, having those kinds of communities around us has been so important because it's been such a tough, it's been such a, such a tough or you can tough or different, however you want to look at it. I know Carol will reframe it. Um, time of, it's been such a different year. 
And, you know, one of the things I was thinking of in terms of your, your network and late, late, a little later, I, I want to get into the different type of people you put into your network. But one of the things I was thinking of was the fact that, you know, when you go through hard times in your business, it's your network that's there for you. Like mm-hmm. coming out of 2018 was an incredibly hard year. A lot of extraordinary circumstances totally completely out of my control happened Mm -hmm. and it shifted my business and shifted how I was growing my business actually the business stopped growing because I just had to focus so much on working in the business and coming into 2020 you know I now had to rejuvenate the business again Mm -hmm. and you know an amazing thing happened I shared some things with some close people in my network I know you know I didn't share it with everybody Mm -hmm. but just some really close people in my network and you know, they went all out, got me referrals, got me, you know, hot prospects coming in so that I could get things going and get, get things started again. And, you know, and that's part of the power of your network is that, you know, it's not just in the good times, but it's also in the bad times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, you know, you were talking about reframing when Crystal told me that I was like, selfishly, yay, because Crystal also happens to be a coaching client of mine and we coach right after this call. And I'm giving a talk at 12 noon today on somebody else's page who just told me the title of the talk two days ago. I've been slammed and I'm like, yay, I get an hour to work on this talk. So, you know, when you're, when you're able to look at it, you know, from a little bit of a a different perspective and you're talking about COVID, one of the things in this talk is I'm asking the people, you know, how many of you have either said or heard someone say this year, oh my God, I'm living in a war zone. I'm living in a war zone. And you've lost your confidence, right? Your business isn't growing. You're having chaos at home because you're together 24-7. And you feel like you're in the fight of your life. But here's the thing. You can't be a champion if you've never been in a fight. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's look at that as an opportunity, 2019, excuse me, 2020, as an opportunity to be a foundation and a springboard for us to become a champion in 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, you know, I, I do this, I, I do the same thing too. I'm like, Ooh, found time. Right. Like if somebody, if you've, if somebody like can't, if you've got like a cancellation or whatever, it's like, yeah, Ooh, found time. Right. Cause I, there's always something to go on, but I love the way you, you, you reframed that and said, you know, like you have to be, you have to be in a fight. You've had to, you have to have come through something to have been a champion. And I think that this year definitely has, has been that year. And, you know, Kim said, you know, when, when we were, we were coming on, you said, you know, the importance of your network. And we started, we've started talking about the importance of your network around you that will support you. And, and it's not just your family and your friends, because sometimes they don't get the entrepreneur game. It's, it's nice to have like an entrepreneur community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the network that you hunt in for, for, for sales and clients, right. Or Fishing, I guess you could fish or hunt, depending on how you want to, how you want to look at it. Or plant. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. It depends I, on. I, I think, I think you have to do all three. Mm-hmm. You have to plant. You always plant for the future. Yeah. You always have to plant seeds and you have to, one of the, the analogy that I use, and Kim, you've probably heard me say this before is, you know, I always say you're the, the day you plant the seed is not the day you're going to eat the fruit but you have to plant the seed or you're never going to get the fruit, right? So this idea that, you know, you always need to be plant lead generating, right? Planting seeds. 
uh, and, and that's how you grow your audience. Cause I always say it's not necessarily, I always say there's, is there, is my question is, is there a difference between network and audience? Yes. Yes. Yeah? See, to me, audience is people on the very outer peripheral sort of of your network mm -hmm. and they're looking in and they're watching you. Yeah. But they're not involved with you yet. They're just watching. Mm -hmm. Right. So they probably notice you on social media or like wherever you're, you are, right? Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, you're at a meeting or whatever. So they're seeing you, but they're not involved with you yet. Okay. Now, your network, on the other hand, is involved in you in some way, shape, or form. So that actually perfectly leads into, um, you know, who should be in your network. So, you know, I, I have a whole bunch of C's for them. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, potential clients, right, should be in your network. So these are people that you've had some interaction with. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a lot. You maybe only had one conversation or you've commented on stuff on back and forth on, on Facebook, on social media, but there's some sort of connection there, right? Something that you can build on. And then, of course, you know, your network consists of your clients. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other pieces that people don't think about. And so that's your comrades, your collaborators, um, your connectors, and your coaches. Mm -hmm. And your, your comrades and collaborators kind of are, are the same thing. So um, I may as well just finish the thought and then you guys can chime in. So <laughs> you've, got, you've got your comrades and your collaborators. These are people who are the same level of business that you're at, right? Mm -hmm. These are the people that become your close business relationships. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that you turn to, you know, when things get tough and when things get rough. And they're also the ones that you collaborate with on projects, you work together. You know, there's no competition between, you know, your group of collaborators, even though there's things that we do that all overlap, there's no competition between us, mm -hmm. right? We all work to not only build our business, but help each other build their businesses. So then you have connectors. Now, these are people who will never be your clients, mm -hmm. but they refer people to you like crazy. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not interested in your services, but they know a whole bunch of people who are. Yeah, I always tell my, I always tell my squad and my course maker clients to, find, to really open your mind to the possibility of the people who serve the same client as you, but don't do what you do. Right. And those are the people who are going to fall under your connector realm, essentially. Right. And, and your collaborator realm, because you can actually go out to them and collaborate with them and and get in front of their audience. Because sometimes what happens is, especially in with my with my clients, is they'll they think they have to do everything themselves. So they think like, you know, they need to be on a podcast or if they need to be on a podcast, then they should make their own podcast. Right. Cause, cause that's what they, that's what so-and-so on in this podcast that I needed to do. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> wait, because if podcasting isn't something you want to do, that's a huge undertaking. Like do you have time to oh, yeah. put a podcast together or could you learn how to pitch podcasts and go and start appearing on those podcasts? And I always say, you know, it gives you an opportunity to reach new markets yeah. right without having to do the work of putting a podcast together if that's not like if that's not where you're at yeah it, it's it, you right? know podcasts are a huge commitment of time energy yeah. and resources 
So but if I you agree. find the people who serve the same client as you, but don't do what you do, chances are you're going to find new, new audiences, which you can then bring into your network. Exactly. And that's hopefully that's clients. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make such a good point. Last June and July, I did my very first summit. Um, expensive learning lesson, but great lessons. But one of the things I learned is I love interviewing people. I love it. And so my coach said to me, oh, so do you want to make that your business model? Because you can make money doing podcasts. And I immediately said, no, let me stay in my lane, right? Mm -hmm. So what I've learned to do and what I'm doing right now, and I, I really advocate for this, is find other people's stages to speak on. And an easy way to do that is to do Facebook live swaps. Yeah. Um, I've probably done at least a dozen in the last few weeks. I've got, you know, one this afternoon, more scheduled for next week. And it's exposing me to new opportunities without really having to, how shall I say, invest money and do a lot of work. I was listening into a Facebook Live the other day. Mm -hmm. I did not know who the guest speaker was. And she got introduced and we went around and introduced ourselves. And she said, oh, Carol Boston, you're the queen of reframe. And I was like, I don't know you. And she said, you're the lady that does those empowering questions. Now think about that. And I finally said, you know, forgive me, have we met? She goes, oh no, I heard you being interviewed by Trish Grimes out of Ireland. But she remembered all of that. Mm -hmm. That was phenomenal, mm -hmm. right? So getting that exposure is awesome. It's mm -hmm. funny, um, I just uh, did um, a book discovery call with someone. I had no clue who this person was. Okay, mm -hmm. they just, they, they had my link, they signed up for a book discovery call. And I'm, so I'm kind of like, I'm like, yeah, like how did you find out about me? And, uh, and he goes, oh, you, you were interviewed by someone. He says, I can't remember who. I bought your book. And I said, you mean you downloaded the excerpt? I said, because the book's not done yet. <laughs> he hadn't even read the excerpt. Well, but anyway, we had this, like he, you know, this guy had whatever interview. I don't even remember which one. I've done quite a few lately. And I guess the guy had recommended me. And, and you know, he went and he found the link. He booked a time. And uh, now we're going to be working together in 2021. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. That's what That's I'm saying. Cool. Find the people who, do, who don't, who serve the same clients as you, but don't do what you do. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to be introduced into new audiences and people will start coming up to you. And that's what I tell my clients all the time, because sometimes, you know, you can feel like you're banging your head against the wall, trying to meet new people, or you're being pulled in 6 million different directions, but with the right lead generation strategy, you can do it as easily as the two examples you guys have shared. Right. Yeah. And, and I think the thing is, is to focus in on one area at a time, mm -hmm. because there's so many lead generation ideas out there. Right. And so what happens is, is, you know, you try a little bit of this and a little bit of this, but you never gain momentum. Mm -hmm. Now, back when I was in network marketing mm -hmm. quite a while ago, I actually became known, very well known in my geographic area for what I did. Mm hmm because I was visible everywhere. Yeah. I did, I did vendor shows year round, you know, I probably did about 30 shows a year within an hour to two hour space of my geographical area. Mm -hmm. But I started to become known. I've had people come up to me and you're like, are you the lady that sells? Yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, it's, it's taking that one tactic and really working into it and, and gaining that momentum from it, as opposed to, you know, just hit, hit, hit in peace. Like one of my goals for 2021 mm -hmm. is to be, get on a whole lot of people's podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, because I like it. 
Yeah. Um, and secondly, I don't mind Facebook lives, but to be honest, I'm really enjoying the podcasting, but I do have to do some Facebook lives, but um, the podcasting and the thing is because I'm a podcast host already, mm -hmm. um, it's really easy to swap podcasts mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm like, okay, I connect with you. How about you be on mine? I'd be on yours. Right. So it makes me very attractive as a guest when you add the book into the mix you know, mm -hmm. the fact that I'm coming up yeah. with my book, it's part of my main topic. It just makes me very attractive and it makes it easy for me to get on other shows. Now, I'm not saying that if, if you're not an author and if, you know, you, you don't have a podcast that you can't be a podcast guest because there's so many places you can go. Um, so many websites and that, um, that you can go to, to find podcasts to be on. So, but I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I think this is open up good conversation because like you, um, yeah, you're I love your challenges. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you, I, you know, my background, 27 years in sales, right? I'm the shake your hand, give you a hug girl. And I built my business originally on face-to-face -face networking. Now I'm going to be honest in the back of my mind, I knew I couldn't scale just doing face-to-face -face networking, mm -hmm. but it was working. And what was I doing? I was staying in my comfort zone. That was what was familiar. But lo and behold, because I had not tapped into any other lead gen, COVID came and there was no more face-to-face -face networking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? So all of a sudden, I've had to make this massive, huge pivot. I lost clients. It's been a big, big change. Now, I, I absolutely believe it's a change for the better. But I also have to recognize that had I been open yeah. to getting out of my comfort zone and having another lead gen, Mm. not nine or 10 where you're totally scattered, but another one had I already been, had an online presence this year may have been an even better year. What do you think about that? True. Yeah. I think it's really important that, you know, you, you find a lead generation strategy that works for you, right? Cause sometimes, mm. you know, you need to always be planting seeds so that you can harvest them, but sometimes you got to fish, right? You got to go and, you know, start casting, casting your, your lure in the water. And sometimes you have to hunt, right? I know you can appreciate that, Carol, as the lioness, but, yes. as, as, but you have to hunt, right? And so, and you really have to have a sales strategy where you're going out there and you're making calls. And that's one of the things that I think some people forget when you become a, a business owner, you, sales becomes something you need to be doing, right? And you got to put a strategy together. You got to get out there, right? So I think that, you know, that can also be where your network comes in because they can help you they can help you identify kind of, you know, like, oh yeah, for example, you know, Kim writing books, right? Oh yeah, I just saw this, this summit or whatever online, or, you know, I just was, I just saw this group of people or I saw this post or that post where they were talking about writing books and, you know, they can help you, your network can help you figure out where to fish, where to hunt, where to start planting seeds, right? Because I think that's one of the things that we have to do in our business is you got to be doing one of the three. Otherwise, you're, you're just going to be sitting twiddling your thumbs because people aren't just going, it's not like, I always say it's not like a field of dreams. If you build it, they may not come. They won't come. Right? Exactly. And I have a question for you, Sam. Um, I like your analogy of planting seeds, but oftentimes people will plant a carrot seed and they want to get an apple. Mm -hmm. so how are you? It's true, Kim. It's true. Right. Yeah. So how are you helping your clients, Sam, know that they're planting the right seeds to get the fruit that they want at the end? For me, it's all about knowing who your niche is. Okay. So when people come to me, they, use, they come to me because, you know, I can see the path, 
I see the potential and I see the path. But the one thing we have to do is we have to be very clear on who our, our niche is, our audience, because yeah, you're absolutely right, Carol. Just because, you know, your network may come up, I'll use Kim, the Kim as an example again, your network may come up and say, there's a lot of people who want to write a book over here. Doesn't mean that they're the right people for you right? They may be big DIYers. And so they're not going to appreciate the value that Kim brings, in mm -hmm. which case they're not her audience, right? So you have right. to be very clear on who your niche is and not just the target market stuff. Like not that they're just women who live in like this geographical area and they're 20 to 20. Like I buy very few things because I'm a woman, right? It's always an emotional buy. I think for mm. everybody, there's an emotional element in it. And sure. so it's about knowing their, I, what I call their inner and outer characteristics, understanding. So you can look at them as a whole person, right? I always say, think of them as a soul, right? Just the soul that's standing in front of you. What do they like to do? What are their hopes? What are their dreams? What are their fears? Because, you know, if you don't understand that, that niche and you don't understand those pieces, yeah, you're going to be planting carrots, wanting apples, right? But getting carrots. That's well, right. I think the other thing too is, right? not just the seed that you're planting, but the soil that you're, where you're planting it, mm -hmm. right? So to speak to, to what Samantha said, you know, um, I, you know, I publish book, I do ghostwriting services. Now I am creating courses, but like she said, do it yourselfers are not going to come to me for ghostwriting. Now they may come to me for editing and a few other things, but they're not going to buy my whole package because they want to write their own book, mm -hmm. right? So that, that's the wrong ground. The right person, the wrong ground, right? So you don't exactly. want to be, um, you know, trying to plant seeds on cement. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's you have exactly. to find that right, good, fertile soil where you can plant that seed, nurture it, and receive the harvest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a good strategy always has, you know, some fishing and hunting in it as well. Yes, of course. Right? Uh, somebody that I know, uh, Laura Skelsmos, used that analogy uh, when she was talking about the, the idea of marketing being you're fishing because you're kind of throwing it out there, seeing what comes back to you, right, very much, and then sales being your hunting, mm -hmm. right? When you actually start picking up the phone and getting out there and having the conversations and doing all the things, right? Well, if you don't know how to sell, you've got a hobby. You don't have a business. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people, you know, one of the things that I like about talking with Carol is a lot of people go, no, no, sales, sales. And it's that reframing piece. And that's why what Carol does is fantastic because she oh. takes the time to work with you to reframe this and figure out what your block is around it. Right, Carol? Absolutely. And I spoke the other day and, and someone's like, oh, you know, I need to talk to you because I said sales is really a transference of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was helping her reframe from thinking about it being sales to the art of influence. Mm -hmm. If you're seen as the authority, right? You have your credibility, you're seen as the authority, then you have the ability to influence. Mm -hmm. And when you influence, you don't sell them anything. They choose to work with you. So being inspired, and if you don't get on that sales call and, and be inspired, they feel your energy. Mm -hmm. you, you walk into a sales call desperate, they smell you coming a mile away. They just, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I don't, think, I don't think we always realize that we give off that energy. Mm -hmm. And in work and using empowering questions to reframe and get curious in the meeting so that it isn't about you. Empowering mm -hmm. questions, right? One of the key things they do is they take the emotion out of the conversation for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. do, people buy, do people buy on emotion? Absolutely. And you want that prospect 
to be in that emotion, but not you. Yes, exactly. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, like your body absolutely should be totally like, I don't care whether you work with me or not. And do you know how attractive that is? Like when, when I have conversations with, with potential clients, I'm very relaxed. I sit back, we have a really nice conversation. You know, I answer a ton of questions. I give a tremendous amount of value, but my body language speaks. Yeah. I don't care if you work with me or not. I'm not desperate for business. Now, have there been times I've been desperate for business? Oh yeah, you better believe it. But I'm not letting that show in my body language. And so, you know, when I'm feeling that way, I just, I lean back, I relax. I plunk a smile on my face. I slow my voice down. I do all these things intentionally because I do not want to come across that way. Mm. And it's amazing when I talk to people, and I'm sure Carol, you and Samantha too, and I know it because I've talked to both of you, is the fact that, you know, when you talk to people, you provide such tremendous value, you give up yourself, you're genuine, you're authentic, that, you know, it's almost like the next step is I've got to work with this person, right? Like, it's just like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And then you tell me the price. I'm like, okay, how do I pay? (laughs) Right? Because that's when you know you're fishing in the right pond. (laughs) Yes. Right? (laughs) That's, it. That's exactly what it is when you, and you know that you, you've been fishing in the right pond. So then I always say to people, when that happens, you know, you need to then go, okay, how did this person find me? Right? Like Carol said, get curious, ask questions. Um, now these might be questions after the sales call, but you know, asking those, starting to even asking yourself that doing some assessment and going, okay, like where, like what pond was this in? And how can I go and start hunting in that pond, like in that pond, right? We were watching um, on the weekend because now you can, one of the beautiful things about the pandemic is you can actually watch like uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Uh, they have like live streams and you can watch like the Aurora Borealis, like it's a live stream if you want to do that. Max and I found bears, okay? And they were they were hunting in the stream. Like it's this perfect, it was uh, just the image came to me as I was saying it, right? You find the right pond and then you go in there like a bear and you start looking for dinner and there they were eating fish. Max like, what are they doing? And I'm like, they're eating. That's how they eat, right? Like this is what he's doing, right? So very much, you know, taking that and saying, yeah, this worked. And so now I need to go in there. But I think Carol, you know, it's so important, as you said, they, you want them to be in it and not, you know, when we say emotional, we're not saying like, we want them to be devastated or crying or that's not what we're saying. We want them to be invested. We want them to be feeling something in the conversation, but we, as the people driving, driving the conversation need to be detached from the outcome, right? Because it needs to be all about them. And that's why I say it's a transference of inspiration because if they're inspired, right, they'll do more of what Kim said. They're going to say, how can I work with you? Because Mm -hmm. they're inspired. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we got a few minutes left. So I want to just focus in on, on the one last key area. And that's what I call coaches and mentors. And the thing is, is that your network needs to have coaches and mentors in it. Those people who are way are above you on the scale of building their business. So they've been where you're at, they're already past it. And now, you know, and, and these people can also be influencers, you know, so let's talk about that for a minute, because I think that's an important element to, to building your uh, network as well. Yeah, I usually have somebody, maybe one or two mentors around 
that I'm working with on different areas based on what my goals are. I always like to have people that are two or three steps, two or three steps ahead of me, but also three to five steps ahead of me. But one of the things that I think it's super important is you're hiring people who one have as, as my, as somebody I follow on Instagram, Vivian K would say, have the receipts, right? They've actually done the work, right? They understand. And you want them to also be people who, you know, who compliment you, who, who step into places where you're falling short, right? So for example, if I had to, if, like, just as an example, knowing that Carol is a former tennis player, pro tennis player, I can go, yeah, okay. So she has self-discipline. She's got, there's, there's not only does she speak the same language that I, like, I understand what, and by speaking the same language, I mean, we, we're on the same page on, on, on sales and how to do stuff. She d- comes at it differently, but she's also got this um, self, self-regulation. That's not the word that I'm looking for. It'll come to me eventually, but you've got like that drive, right? And for me, I'm like, yeah, some days, you know, I need somebody who's going to go, yeah, I don't care if it's cloudy out or you're tired or whatever you get like, this is what we said we were going to do. Right. And so it's, and that may not be Carol's approach, but there's, there's things about her where I go, yeah, I think I could use her to kick me in the butt every once in a while. Plus I know I can learn, I can learn from you as, as an established salesperson. Right. So I think that like, you need to look at people like that and really go one, do I resonate with what they're talking about? And then look beyond that and go, can I work with this person? Mm. You know, you said something so key because I'm, I'm working on um, putting together my five-step system. And so I'm co-authoring a book. That's my first attempt, right? And the businesswoman who's uh, put the, putting this all together, we've had a couple of private business calls she, as part of the package. And so she said to me the other day, she said, you know, when you're looking at your five steps, she goes, what was the very first thing? What's the number one thing that you have to do in order to become a professional athlete? And you're going to die, Sam, because you almost just said it. I said, you have to show show up every day. You show up every day, no matter what. You are so clear on who you are mm-hmm. that you show up every day. And that is absolutely, that's absolutely key. I remember my ex used to say- Discipline. That's the word I was looking for. Self-discipline. It is. It is. It's discipline. Not everybody has it. It's hard to come by. It is. And, um, but it can be learned. It, you know, uh, it's, it's you not just, it's not just for the gifted, but yeah. I remember my ex saying to me, Cause I was up early. I mean, it didn't matter what was, what was going on. I was up early every day at it. And she was so grumpy one day. She goes, nobody gets up like this every day. And I was standing on the side of the bed and I was smiling. I said, watch me <laughs> because you get to choose. It's about understanding that there's power and choice. Mm-hmm. And it's not only what am I choosing, but it's who am I being? Who am I being behind closed doors when nobody's watching? Mm-hmm. Right. And athletes understand that athletes are willing to do the same thing repetitively over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I love what you, you kind of got me on a little tear here because one of the things I'm working on in cra- recrafting my marketing language is how to become a professional athlete in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And taking that skill set that I really hadn't brought to a marketing perspective. It's there because I took that skill set into a successful sales career. There's a lot of things that are similar yeah, transferable. Yeah. But absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's such, there's a couple of key things that you talked about too, like the, the importance of clarity and knowing who you are, right? As business owners, and Kim, I'm sure you do, you've seen this too, as you're working with people, writing a book, trying to establish their voice, right? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Yeah. And what do you want? If, if I wrote a book and it did not have TV references or examples of like this. Remember in this episode, like if you've ever had a conversation with me, 
I have, you know, probably said to you, oh yeah, that it's like that time in this show and the, right. So, you know, but then it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be my voice. Yeah. Right. Like I was, I was writing, I'm creating uh, some workbooks for 20 as part of my 2020 plan. And the sentence was because I do, and I could hear a Brooklyn nine, a line from a Brooklyn nine, nine episode in my head as I was writing it. Right. And I think that, you know, that's part of who I am. But these are all things that you, the, the beauty of it is they're all things you can learn. You can dive deeper into who yes. you are. You can learn self-discipline, right? But when you have, as Kim said, when you have the coaches and the mentors in front of you helping you, that's when, that's kind of where the magic is, right? Because you have people who are seeing that external part of you from the external angle that you, that you didn't see yourself in. Cause we're all wrapped up in our, in our, in our head and what we think and what we see, but these are people who can see kind of see you from a different angle and help you achieve your goals. Yeah. I think listening to what Kim said and listening to what you said, the, the number one word that comes as a thread through all of that is accountability. Yeah. And that's what a coach helps bring to the table because it's very difficult for us to be accountable to ourselves. Very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And you've heard me say many times at one point, Oprah Winfrey had four coaches and people are like, why the hell does Oprah need four coaches? Right. She's got it all. She's a billionaire, whatever. Mm -hmm. But she said, no one coach is an expert in all four quadrants of my life. She is so clear mm -hmm. on who she is that she says, I want to know that I'm living all four quadrants at the highest level. Yeah. And I think something else that we're kind of missing in this conversation is the fact that when you connect yourself with people who are above you in business and you become a part of their network, whether you take their classes, their courses, their masterminds, you buy their products, you know, you've connected with them on social media, you become part of their network. And over time, as you, they build, as you build trust with them, they start to promote you to their massive network. Mm. You know, like Carol, I know you're connected with some really um, big names in, in some of the, you know, business industries. You know, you've invested that money. Um, you're taking their programs. You're working through, you know, you're connecting with these people. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is that as they become to know you and trust you, they start to promote you to their network. And sometimes right. it only takes one or two influential people to start promoting you and your business explodes. Yep. Well, and I think Carol too, you met a number of people as well as part of a program you're doing. Like when you talk about these Facebook lives that you're doing, you, you met them as part of a program as well. And so again, it, it kind of these, the opportunity when you work with a mentor is that you can not only, you know, reach new levels yourself, it's not only that they might, they can introduce you into new audiences, but it's also the people that they have that going through the program with you. Yes. And you guys are all very, and you find that, you know, you have something in common or you have a, a mindset in common or goals in common because you're all at the same person's place. Right. right. Absolutely. And so I think there's, there's a lot of benefits. And I always say like our tagline is vampire builders invest in you grow your business. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when we invest in ourselves, and we invest in learning and we invest in learning more about us and learning more about our business and learning new skill sets and all of those things, our business grows. Yes. It grows from what we learn. It goes, it grows from the people we meet and it grows from the people we work with. Well, ladies, we are actually already over time. <laughs> 
So do you have any surprise? <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I'm thinking we actually should maybe do a second part on this and we'll get Crystal in on the conversation too, because she can really focus in on, you know, that network on social media, which is such a key element. So I think maybe next time we'll do part two. Um, okay. But do you have like one really quick one minute thought to share before we close it up today? I think that was my one minute thought to share. So Carol, <laughs> we'll go to you. I, I, I just had mine. Your turn. <laughs> one minute thought. I think you need to ask yourself on a daily basis, who am I being? Right. Yeah. And being really willing to get honest with yourself because often I've done it. I know we've all done it. We pretend. We want to. We want to pretend that, that things aren't as they are because they're not necessarily pretty to look at. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day someone said to me, "The reason your business isn't isn't working is you. You're the problem." And that, that that's not necessarily easy to hear, but if you dig underneath that, it's true. It is right. What one thing could I be doing differently today to get me closer to my goal? Yeah. And if I lay that out and then I don't do it, well, who am I being? I'm not even in integrity with me. That's my thought. So if you've been afraid to build a network, guess what your one activity for today is? <laughs> is to make that start. And you know what? You don't start out with a huge network. You start out building relationships one-on-one. -on -one. So even mm -hmm. if you're an introverted person, I'm not telling you to go out and talk to 10, 15 people, but find one new person comment on their social media, send them a message, just do something to start building your network. So this has been Carol Boston, Samantha King, and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>